This video is brought to you by Brilliant. Today, the British government responds to the country's greatest miscarriage of justice. South Africa takes Israel to the International Court of Justice alleging genocide, and Chris Christie ends his US presidential campaign. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday, the 11th of January, 2024. We start in the UK, where huge developments are now being made in the ongoing Post Office Horizon scandal. This is significant, as progress over the more than 20 years that the scandal has been ongoing has been incredibly slow. In order to understand why change is being made now, though, we need to go back to last week and explain how a TV show pushed the government to act in one of the largest miscarriages of justice in British history. The show, called Mr Bates vs the Post Office, and was broadcast on ITV, documented in four one-hour-long episodes how an issue with Horizon accounting software made it seem like sub-postmasters had stolen from their post offices. When these sub-postmasters reached out for help from the post office, they were often told that they were the only ones that were experiencing these problems, and some were even subsequently taken to court by the post office. In total, around 700 sub-postmasters have been wrongly convicted of theft, false accounting, and fraud. Since the TV show's broadcast, there's been a demonstrable extra amount of attention paid to the victims by the government. So much so that yesterday, the Prime Minister announced a new scheme whereby any convicted sub-postmaster can sign a document, have their conviction overturned, and receive £75,000 in compensation. Although this does open the door to those who were rightfully convicted having their conviction overturned and receiving compensation, the government is arguing that this is a proportionate risk. Additionally, if they can later prove that someone who was rightfully guilty signed the document, they can additionally be prosecuted for fraud. Such a bill is unprecedented, not just in how quickly it was organised, but also in its scope. Government ministers had to meet with senior judges to ensure that Parliament wasn't seen to be sidestepping the courts. It seems, though, that they have got around this and that the government is likely going to push ahead with this plan very soon. In addition to this legislation, the former head of the post office, Paula Venels, this week handed back her CBE, and the Prime Minister indicated that he'd be open to Alan Bates, the man that campaigned tirelessly on behalf of the sub-postmasters, receiving an honour such as a knighthood. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. All hearings began at the International Court of Justice today for South Africa's case brought against Israel for alleged genocide. South Africa has accused Israel of violating the 1948 Genocide Convention through its military action in the Gaza Strip, which the court application describes as genocidal in character, as they committed with the requisite specific intent to destroy Palestinians in Gaza as part of the broader Palestinian national racial and ethnic group. A final verdict from the ICJ will take years, but in the meantime, the case is at the provisional measures stage, which means the ICJ's 15 judges, plus one from South Africa and Israel, will in the near future, possibly this month, decide on whether to issue legally binding provisional measures requested by South Africa to prevent further harm in Gaza. Among other measures, South Africa is calling for Israel to immediately suspend its military operations in and against Gaza, 
prevent the destruction of evidence relating to the allegations, as well as facilitate access to sufficient humanitarian assistance. Israel has fiercely rejected the accusations as baseless, and has accused South Africa of playing advocate of the devil for Hamas. Even though the ICJ's rulings are legally binding, there's no real enforcement mechanism, so Israel may simply refuse to comply with any provisional measures that might be ordered. However, this does not mean the case is futile, as any provisional measures will add to the international pressure on Israel to stop or scale back its actions in Gaza and cause further reputational damage. US presidential hopeful Chris Christie has dropped out of the Republican Party primary just days before the Iowa caucus kicks off a series of state-by-state primaries and caucuses that will decide the Republican nominee. Christie, a former New Jersey governor, had been perhaps the most vocal Republican critic of the favourite, former President Donald Trump. But in a crowded field, Christie never really gained much momentum in the polls, and he himself said, There isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign. But his departure from the race might give a boost to former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who has surged in recent weeks and narrowed the polling gap with Trump in the early state of New Hampshire. So, with Christie dropping out, Haley may pick up his supporters, who consider her the strongest anti-Trump candidate. But awkwardly, before Christie went on stage in New Hampshire to announce the suspension of his campaign, he was caught on hot mic talking about Nikki Haley, saying... And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. And then said of Ron DeSantis before the audio cuts off... I I talked to... DeSantis called me. Petrified that I would... He's probably getting out of half of Iowa. In other news, Papua New Guinea has been rocked by violent riots after events spiralled out of control amid a police strike over pay. The governor of the National Capital District said, We have seen an unprecedented level of strife in our city, something that has never happened before in the history of our city and our country. Police walked off the job on Wednesday over a reduction in their pay that authorities later blamed on a computer glitch in the payroll system. The capital governor said opportunists then took advantage of the situation and unrest spiralled. Radio New Zealand reported that at least eight people had been killed in the capital, Port Moresby. Dozens of people were injured, shops were looted and properties set alight. Prime Minister James Marapay said that the situation had subsided in the past 12 hours, but warned it is still tense out there, adding that ill-discipline in the police force and defence forces will not be tolerated. Six MPs have reportedly resigned from government and some have called on Marapay to resign as Prime Minister, calling the crisis a combination and a groundswell of enmity from our people in public service that emanates from the total economic mismanagement. Now to finish with some positive news on how our genes may offer the key to treating cancers. In the biggest study of its kind, scientists have found that cancer care can and should be tailored, specifically by combining clinical data of the patient with an analysis of their genetic code. They identified inherent risks in over 10% of ovarian cancers and revealed genetic changes for brain, colon and lung cancers. Such findings offer crucial insights into how cancer care can be transformed from a one-size-fits-all approach to more precise, nuanced treatment decisions that can predict patient outcomes.
As we step into 2024, many of us are contemplating our New Year's resolutions, always looking to improve ourselves and learn more about the world around us. And while our content is always a good starting point, a lot of stuff we talk about can seem pretty complicated, especially when we dive into analytics and detailed data. But luckily there's a fun and easy way to learn more, which also doesn't cost thousands of dollars or take years and years of schooling. That's because Brilliant is the best way to learn maths, data science and computer science interactively. And the good thing is, it doesn't take long to learn either. These complex topics are broken down into small but accessible chunks, designed around your busy schedule. Even just a few minutes a day can help you with accumulating new knowledge over time in a fun and engaging way. As time goes on, you'll also get used to that empowering feeling of learning too. Because Brilliant isn't just about memorization and lectures. Brilliant teaches you by doing, using active learning techniques to teach you the principles behind otherwise quite complex subjects, and ensuring you actually understand what's going on. So whether you want to brush up on your basic math skills, improve your employment prospects, or just have another New Year's resolution for 2024, you can check out everything Brilliant has to offer free for a full 30 days by going to brilliant.org forward slash TLDR. Plus the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. Thanks for your support.